0: off last week with the beginning of one of our Ramesha's many chubas on yarmulkes. This one was on the heto or lack thereof of taking off yarmulke for a job. We mentioned the disclaimer at the beginning, if you can keep it on it's certainly good for the Jews. It's uh, a kish Hashem that you are standing up what's, what you believe is right even if they don't understand you. It's a shmirah; they know you're... Orthodox, and hopefully they will not do or say certain things in front of you, or when they do, as one fellow described me, they still say the same thing with the same lichens, but they always say, excuse my French, as if the French have anything to do with this. So that's a my At least they understand that it's not uh, completely out of control. I just came from the airport, and you know, for anybody who has to uh, hear this at work every day, it, it's uh, grating on the ears and you shouldn't get used to it. Just standing online line, boarding a plane... Like why do they have to use certain words every fourth word? Well, just bad vocabulary. Forget the fact that it's it's swearing. It's like why it's like they don't know English and whenever they pause, instead of saying Amr and they say something else. I just I, I don't really Anyway, uh just whenever I uh, have the uh, wonderful experience of being among the I can't even on the guy los because he is an Akum. Uh but uh, it's uh it, it could be um, very unnerving for people who hear it every single day because it's just like you get used to it and part of Hukusayim is not getting used to any of these things. And uh, the Rabbeinah Rabenahilla we mentioned, which I, I don't think we pass like because up uh, by that I think I mentioned it. Amisha brings it down and he doesn't say we do pass like it but he brings it down to Chuva. He says talking in highfalutin English like the professors in the royalty is a problem with Hukusayim. To use their special lens. I'm not sure exactly what the application is today because the professors use some words that have more than five or six letters, but the English is not really that different. Um, With that said, we mentioned, I think, this year in a different context as well, the reason why Yiddish and Ladino and Yeshivish for America and Aramaic was developed was for the purpose of keeping it distinctly Jewish and yet having enough of the common language in the street to be able to communicate with the government for business. So there is something. I know parents complain that uh, what you say a straight, a straight sentence and it's, it has to have some Yiddish and Sarama, Aramaic. The rabbin Hill sounds like he would be in favor of that, and it, it is a hedge, another hedge against assimilation. With that said, if you uh, need pure English to operate in the business environment, which I haven't noticed anybody does need, especially in New York, most of the people there, there are many Baruch Hashem, many minorities, and they don't, nobody else. Uh, he really speaks such a strange, you know, straight English, and it doesn't. It doesn't seem to be the same requirements as it one w- once was. And in, in the professions, uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned this. Uh, one of the lawyers that I'm close with uh, was once in front of a judge. I think where is he? Yamagata. Uh, if he does, if he doesn't, he's clearly from. And he said something, and the judge bellowed out. Didn't say. He almost yelled in the middle of the proceedings. Who gave you that heter? In the middle of, didn't know it hit him. He said heter for what? I said, what kind of chiddush is that? This is just the judge <laughs> okay. So he said. Uh, he said, uh, which part? He said, who's your Rove? I'm you, this happened. happen. I know, because he called me afterwards to watch out, because he says, Judge so and is looking for you. And sure enough, the next day, I was walking down Avenue M, and a car comes to a screeching halt, and there are two judges, not one in the car, asked me to get into the car. Which they didn't look too dangerous, and I did, and they asked me the same question. Is it, well, what's, what's behind this? I said, he called me, we discussed it, and I think he's 100% right. So uh, you'll say, well, that's uh, Brooklyn. Okay. But... Still, it's, uh, when they had it, it was done very professionally. They discussed the issues. He just wanted to know uh, where he uh, had that heter to even uh, put up such a defense. So again, if you need to speak straight English, it's fine. holds it shouldn't be too high for Luton. It's unclear to me whether we pass my or Moshe does mention it. And Lomyesha, the purpose of all these things is to keep us separate and apart. And the yamaka does that trick helps toward that. Uh, The issue now, which I'm all discussing, is what happens if you feel you can't and you need the job and it's out of town and it's many years ago or it's in town and it's today, but this is the job you need. Again, many people asked me after the show last week, what does need mean? How do you define need? You need the job. If you can't, you you want the job. It's going to pay more. So I have... uh, discuss a lot of career issues with people, and there is definitely something to be said for a need of being in an environment or or a career path that you're going to enjoy somewhat or that's compatible. If you're going to be absolutely miserable, then you're not mechuyiv. You're doing this eight, ten hours a day. So that plays a role, number one. And then the question of need, do you need that much money? The answer is, well, what are your expenses? How many kids do you have? How many do you want to have in Mitzvah Shem? It's not one size fits all. And when we talk about the yamagas, I, 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 I try not to make anything one size fits all, but it really depends on the situation. So those who are looking at this as a phenomenal kula, it's a kula, it shouldn't be used unless it's necessary like any kula, where is not pushing it, but uh, every single case is different, and I, I can't overstress that. The first part of this shuva, Amesha says that if a person can't get the job he needs, or very much wants for his stability and uh, sound uh, frame of mind. Then not having a job is like kolhan beisoy, and only for a little to say you have to give up more than a fifth. For an asi, you have to give up perhaps a fifth, perhaps a tenth, perhaps not even that. I think it's a And for a minig, as Khoshov as the minig is, as a minig that everybody's keeping, you certainly don't have to give up your job. Not when you have it already, and not it's going to prevent you from getting it. That's our Moshe's opening paragraph. We're up to page 6 in the handout. Up to paragraph number 2. And here comes the problem. Avol. Second paragraph. Everybody see it? Maybe not have one? It came in late. Avoshitas ha-taz shom dike iser bim kemaseinu. Taz is in Poland. Shulchok ha Taz says in his time... Taking off the yarmulke, taking off the hat, was part of their religious practice. They went into their place of worship, and immediately it was taken off. Now, whether that was the original uh, rules of the religion doesn't make too much difference because they change the rules all the time anyway. So, uh, how far it goes back is really not that important. Uh, the fact is, in Poland, at the time of the Taz, the Taz is very clear that that was part of the religious practice, and the fact that we're also doing it with other public gatherings at home, most of the public gatherings were religious nature at that time anyway. I mention that because I'm priming you for what's going to come in America when we talk about their Houses of Worship versus the Senate versus other areas, uh, courtroom and the like. Shem ken, so if that's the setting the ta' says it becomes an who loves, meaning it's something used in their service. Remember, when it's used in their service, it's a lot more khamar. We have to stay clear of it. Therefore, if it's a love and Ramesha says we should really be machmer for the Tas Absha Plead, even though Muggah of Ram, others argue, the time of who tam the Galt, or a should the chakti be tam the Muggah It needs explanation, Ram says. I had a difficult time, what Moshe says. Explain the Magad of Ram says, explaining the Muggah I think the Taz, in the context of Poland, when it was a religious practice to take off, is uh, correct. Number one, with the Hafsid, you can rely on the Muggah of Ram, even though it's not clear we passed like it straight away. But then he says the point, which is crucial for America in the modern times, the Western world. Certainly in America, shabbar uh, shabbar means it's clear. We'll discuss in a minute what the other side might be of those who hold it's not so clear. But my holds it's clear. They're not geyim. They're not taking off the yarmulkes today because it's a religious practice. It's convenient, it's easy, it's cooler. In both sense of the word. He says, nobody really goes with a hat. Now, everybody used to walk around with a hat. Then in 1960, they claim, after Kennedy's inauguration, when he didn't wear a hat, the hat industry begged him to wear a hat, because they knew it would go south. If he didn't, and he didn't, he blamed it on his Asius not so high or whatever he bended on Jackie and he said uh, she doesn't like anybody in a hat and he didn't wear a hat to the last moment they were handling that he should he, they begged him to wear a hat you know the president then was a very figure and um, whatever and uh, and uh, then uh, now people look up to him also and um, it made a big ration, like overnight so, Amesh is assuming that if this post 1960, that it really went uh, out of style and nobody really does it unless it's cold. Even Shemeterah, many of them just go with the Yamaka. And from people, even if it's cold, they wear a hat and they take it off right when they come into the house. And even if they're wearing it for the cold, they certainly take it off when they come into the house. But that's a matter of convenience. Now, they asked the Rabbi Yenkev, uh, many, why are Yeshiva Bochum still wearing hats post-1960? They told me, the Mishabur says you got to wear a hat when you're daven. The Mishibur says, yeah, because that's the way you go in front of presidents and in front of dukes and in front of kings and queens. And that's not true after 1960 in the Western world. And Rav says, maybe yeah, maybe not. Uh, as the years went by, it became obvious that wasn't the meaning of the Western world. He says, irrelevant, it became like a uniform and now that's the uniform of a Ben Terra. It doesn't make a difference how it became that. Uh, that's the way it is, and you wear it with pride and distinction, and that is another gvul again of another area you could separate yourself and show that you uh, stand for, for terra and Kite. So it was very big on it, and Menig in the in the Yeshiv world. And Rameisha says the what's going on the street is a matter of convenience. Mk Vada Bishilze. When it's very hot, they don't wear it at all. And the Gaim take it off at first opportunity if they wear it at all. And since the Gaim don't consider it anything religious to wear it or not wear it, they don't think it has anything to do with religion. It's a pretty secular country. Most of the Western world is. There's no chayk. At least a religious chayk, to take off the hat. So therefore, even if we do pass like Taz, which I might felt we did at the time the Taz was saying it, uh, the Taz would agree over here. There is no such a the it's a it's a good idea for practical reasons, for from card reasons, for a reasons. it's not a din. And then again, the thing you have to figure out, is it a hefzod mammon, and how much do you really need this job, and are there other possibilities? The reason I mentioned before, Moshe says, all this is burr that they're not taking it off as um, something to do with religion, and it doesn't fit into the with marik, that it's an Indian of That second part is the only debatable issue over here, but it's a big de- widely debated issue. If the entire hat issue went out of style in 1960, came out overnight, and um, it suddenly uh, tapered <coughs> off, and within a couple of years it was gone, did Kennedy not wear his hat because he was trying to usher in a new era <coughs> of hefkeris and freedom and the new-looking, dashing young American, which which he was in form and style? Uh, was he trying to change the model of the American, of the Western, uh, Western Akum? So Maisha is um, not concerned that that's what happened. Others are concerned. And there's, I'm just putting it out there. There's something to be said for that because it could be a coincidence, but uh, why is it that the wild, ridiculous things that were going on in the 1960s started with that new era? And the historians, the Geisha historians say that. But this uh, ushered in a new new mindset that ultimately led to tremendous hefkeris and the uh, entire revolution of immorality and all the things that came along with it and the hippie movement and everything. He said, well, it's taking off the hat after the hippie movement. The answer is, if the hat is worn, if it's understood that hats are worn as a sign, another sign of humbling yourself as the yarmulke is and it's constricting and it's... And you just want to off hefkeris. The first thing you do is you take off the hat. And... If that's the case, then this might still be in its and the Taz might still be not care. But Maisha doesn't seem to be concerned about that. But others raise that point, and I think it's an important point to possibly put on the table. Why, why was that hat really taken off? Kennedy just happened to marry somebody who didn't like men in hats? Just coincidence? Just uh, nothing to do with his presidency and his platform and his, the new era he was ushering in for America? Nothing to do with anything there? Maybe. Maybe yeah, maybe not. Amesha is not concerned. He doesn't hold that the Raya is a mukhoch. The other problem, possible problem, is that um, I think still today, anybody visit Washington recently? When you go into the Senate, uh, I think they have this very large fellow, Sergeant at Arms, if you walk in with your hat, he will come over to you very quickly and tell you in a very strong manner to remove it. That's what somebody told me who went there five years ago. I don't know what's going on. Anybody been there recently? You didn't walk in with your hat? No? Anybody? You guys don't visit Washington? You're learning. You don't want to miss you. Um, somebody can find out. Courtrooms? You allowed to where your hat? Nobody has been to court. Cavaldi. Guys, a bunch of must meet them. I can't get any information from you. The traffic court, they tell you to They do tell you? Even traffic court. That's not even so choshev. <laughs> <laughs> Yamakan, Yarmulke. The yarmulke's fine. That's if you wear your hat, you walk in the hat, They say, sir, can you take that off? So Why is that? Where does that come from? Is that, one could argue it's a vestige of what was going on in their uh, base of other in their houses of worship, and they got rid of everything else uh, because there's no hat in the first place, uh, so it doesn't come up that often, but if you're still wearing a, who walks in there besides from people who are wearing hats? Baseball caps. Even baseball caps? Okay, so I don't know, uh, and in the in the churches if they uh, go in, you guys have what? <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you wouldn't know, but fashion, hat, what? And don't play baseball when the of all, what? Yeah, so we had a chatsyshira on the on that issue with the uh, with the standing of at attention and the taking off of the hat. Uh, I don't. So somebody's got to trace why are they why are they doing that? It's so interesting because it seems like it's. I think he wanted to move the country in a different way. He certainly he he represented, he was one of the younger presidents. Was the youngest president ever? Youngest elected. Youngest elected. So, he certainly was so trying to usher in a different, a different look so and a different... Uh... So it was a carry respectful. so... Well, certainly wasn't, nobody said the inauguration, oh, look, a new president, look how much more respectful he looked. He took off his hat. Nobody said that. I'm so. saying. He, just wanted to be st- he wanted to create style and, but he had to Yeah, styles but styles. I, I think, I don't know. Rabbi just seems to be holding with just a new style. I, I, I and, wonder. And if a new style to would make a difference? Your style does I thought, make it... Only if the style has something to do with Preetus. And according to this second possibility, that has very much to do with Preetus. The certain he wants to. Uh-huh. Had Kennedy been able to show up at the inauguration in a t shirt without a tie, he probably would have done that, but he didn't think he could get away with it. And, and they, they're still doing it. But that would also sh- show a certain Hefkeris. It's all conjecture on Meisha apparently doesn't uh, so hold as a, a problem. I remember in my day when I was a ripped jeans because like it's sold him. No, it's so that we spoke about. So that's, that's clearly us. That's clearly usher. That That is to identify with Hefkaris. That is the uh, growing long hair would be the same reason, even if it wasn't a, only a Shaila Chatzitzah with the Tzillin, which is a serious Shaila. Uh, that, that, is, that is clearly identifying and the crazy t-shirts with crazy emblems, all that, all that we covered and that's, that's clearly a problem uh, the question is again I'm probably going to get some emails over the next couple of days uh, there, there are probably theories around why people are taking their hats off at, in the Senate in the court and during the National Anthem but theories aren't good enough unless it's based in it's clear riots, because if they're doing something that looks mud then with Takah is tully totally in some haka that would make it ulcer. Ramesh is not concerned about that the question is why but that would be, and once Amrisha takes away the ties, it's no longer is the racer, really go back to Minig, and then if you have to do it, you have to do it. The question is, what does have to mean? That's, that's really the question. What was that? Next time somebody is in the, what? The question was, when Nixon became president five years later after him, in 68, 69, did he come back to wearing a hat? Or did he... Keep I'm too young, uh, but I don't remember <laughs> I, I, seeing Nixon in a hat I, I, even I, 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 in the tail end. I, I do recall seeing some pictures of with the hat on. Okay, again, when they say it went downhill overnight, it made a race overnight. I'm sure it took a few years to taper off. Yeah. Um, okay, so you have to do... Uh, anybody has any marmot candidates that are convincing? Again, a lot of theories out there, but we have to try to, um, again, nail something down if that's a kosher expression. Okay, uh, I'd like to... We'll, we'll probably go back to Yamakas a little bit just to cover some other um, small details. I'd like to raise the next question, which was raised a few weeks ago, and I have a maramokam on it. Uh, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll give it out as I introduce it. We'll, we're only going to get a couple of paragraphs in, but we do have uh, five, six minutes. Uh, I took... There's a lot of rate on this, and people... Um, Obviously, everybody knows somebody who's wearing one. My disclaimer here, again, if you see somebody wearing a red bendel, don't jump on them, him or a family member. A lot of ladies are wearing it. Don't, don't give them a rough time. First of all, certainly before you finish the sugya and even after you finish, you'll see there are plenty of makaris that seem to support it. Uh, what we're trying to figure out is what those makaris are and what the, are the makaris keneged, and halachalamaisa, what should you do in your particular situation or with your ailam? So, um, interestingly enough, the red bendel is always a very, uh, everything in chukoseim seems to be a bit of a tumult. This people get nervous about. Uh, besides the chukoseim issue, possible chukoseim issue, there's a Shailah in her Shabbos. If you live in a neighborhood without an arov and you're wearing a red bendel, there's a shaila of carrying out Shabbos. So can I can be carrying it, it around my wrist. The answer is, if you have a watch around your wrist, even that's a shayla. Moshe is a long chuva, He's makel diam, but he's a ben mahmer, of his If the watch that's not a fancy piece of jewelry, if it's a piece of jewelry, then many more are makel. But the fact that it's around your wrist doesn't necessarily mean that it's not carrying. If it's not considered a takshit and the fact that you're wearing it can I get iron hara might be a good idea, might not be a good idea, but it's certainly not a takshit so if it's not a good idea, then you also have a possibly a Hilchus Shabbos issue. If it is a good idea and you're wearing it all the time, even if it's not your average tachshit, but if it's there to stay, then those who allow it in the first place, also the same, would allow you to wear it on Shabbos as well. Uh, this is a copy from the Shalmei Simcha. This is a Shalom e Psukim, but it gives a very nice uh, review of the various shittas. That's why I chose this one. Take a look on page one. Bedavr skula. So there are different uh, tzay and maybe more in red bundles. And the common sources are strings that are red that were used to measure either a base kfarist, believe it or not, a kever, we'll get to that soon, or to measure kever rochel. Uh, if you're buying something, there's, uh, there are plenty of people who are selling them on the way of the kaisel. <coughs> That's the most popular. If unless they're kever rochel, I don't. I'm not sure they don't come with the heksher. Where they came from? where they measured against kever rochel? They measured against a kever. Just as a guy takes yarn and cuts it up, doesn't mean it's even the red string that we're talking about over here. Just, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the guy. It could be uh, he has five heksherim, uh, but I like to, if he does. I would like to see which heksherim would be giving on that. But you know, it's the, the sources are going to speak to something that. If the Makaris are there, have Makaris Bahari Kadish, but you have to know what the Makaris are. What your mother in law I mean, did it? Well, she My mother or uh, your grandmother. What did your grandmother do? Not all grandmothers did it. It depends on where you're from. And ultimately, again, I like giving this name as the beginning and the end. It's going to de- depend on your persuasion, um, which uh, which is fine. I'm okay Jewish with that. I'm Jewish. very very open-minded when it comes to these things. What? Jewish. No, not Jewish. No, 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 no. Which, which, which country, which brand, as we'll see. B'seif for Kabbal. Let's see the first paragraph. Al mila b'seif ahevim etrof. Shekasa benayi shabav hakadosh Admur me Alexander. Later, Rav Rashi Zelig Margolis was in Yerushalayim, and he writes in the following letter. Ayez ki edanu mikfay kachu dadei n'arav kadosh ba'Yisrael zasal skul ishim l'uberis. Now he's not talking about a general thing. He's so talking about wearing this red bandol for an ishim l'uberis. Also have different uh, stones that they might wear. We'll discuss later. shatasham yerayin harayinah uh, will be good for the safety of the uh, pregnancy of the, of the vlad, and she should have an easy birth. B'kav kever rochol imenu to measure the kever, not measuring it, to find out the measurement, to go and actually with the red string and go and measure it. Obviously, it's not defined find the measurement. Somebody did that already. Okay. Since this is mentioned in... This is uh, one of the Rebbes, the and, uh, Rebbes, and he's saying, my uncle mentioned this, and I want you to get some, because it's no Okay. And can you please measure some? This is a long time ago. And it says, can you measure some, cut them, and mail them to me? Because we'd like to use it for the school for the pregnancy. So, uh, the Yakis in the room will like this. Take a look at number three. Even non-yakis will like it, but some will like it even more. the That's a vimple Balaz. Uh, the, uh, the regular litfogs don't have a mapa shall say now you'll say, well, uh, this is used from a Torah. By the way, a vimple about a Torah is a Tashmish al Kadusha. This is not a string used to measure a kever. It's a khidish Niflo, this footnote. And Shalma brings it down. They take the vimple and wherever she was wearing it, whatever they did with it, they take a Tashmish Kadusha. I don't even know what to make of that, but uh, probably it was okay, a popular yeah, school probably. list. They did it all tonight, yeah. Look, it came from a diaper. Did it ever come from a diaper? I meant to ask you. A it was never used. It was used diaper a diaper. So where did the diaper thing come from? No, it come. I mean, it's used underneath the child for the bris. Not directly, not, is it not directly underneath. Not directly. I did not think Both so. Okay. It's not used diapers later on. just used under the bris it's once, just, and then they don't. Yeah, that makes more sense to me. Day. Okay, but then it became a Tashish Kedusha, but I have to assume they're doing that tonight. And uh, so this is a letter written that somebody held of such a school law, and as we'll see soon, there earlier Makaris we will pick it up tomorrow night.